This is Writer Jump, a show where we can and will discuss everything tangentially related to Common Writer and Tokusatsu. I'm your host, Amit, and... I'm Aleph. And I'm Sona. And these two have shown up this week to discuss the Indonesian dub of Common Writer Kabuto. Yes. And it is a thing of beauty and a joy forever. <laughs> it is. I... Back back in April, someone somewhere had made an April Fool's joke that someone who contacted me took slightly seriously about Cartoon Network airing airing Kabuto, and my initial response was, "Does this have to do with the with the with the Indonesian dub?" And if so, because I didn't realize this was April Fool's Day when they were contacting me about this. Hmm. Uh, so, like, if so, I hope like. I'm just like, I hope it's the dub that's already done, and they just air that, and they're not doing, like, a Power Rangers adaptation, because what a beautiful train wreck this dub is. And then they were like, oh, no, that was, I didn't realize it was an April Fool's joke, sorry. I'm like, I'm so disappointed, because this is beautiful. That's funny. So, um, what was your first exposure to the to the dub? Uh, a friend of mine uh, just had a bunch of clips of it, and I think they were all from later episodes because a lot of it had Kageyama, and just started showing me them, and they are so good in that that's, way. That's certainly one word for it. <laughs> in that way. <laughs> what about you, Ayla? Where did you get exposed to this originally? You. Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> no, no, it's great. It's beautiful. I just... I had never thought about a dub, but there it was, and I saw it, and it was a thing. <laughs> Lives were I mean, changed forever. Well, I mean, like, it's, it's, it's got a whole other thing from the bits of, I, I, I think it was the same dubbing people who did Decade. Hmm. And it's like, oh, you guys are close. But you're so you're you're just far enough off that it's wrong. So then I, I came and watched this, and it's the same experience, and I loved it. How about you? Um, uh, you know what? I was uh, surfing around uh, some different um, obscure, less <laughs> trustworthy, perhaps one might say, um, like writer Super Sentai like review news sites. <laughs> Um, no names must be mentioned. It's okay. We don't have to. Um, and, uh, I noticed that they had news on their site about this, uh, Kabuto dub, and I just thought, like, how ridiculous is that they would do a dub of Kamen Rider Kabuto? And, um, like, it's in English, and I could watch it, and... So, anyway, I checked it out, and, um, it was just, uh... It was miraculous. I, I watched like a couple seconds, and then I just started downloading all of them because they had DDLs of them. And uh, I currently have, because um, I'm hoping for better visuals and to get the complete uh, set of episodes. I'm currently uh, I have my torrent paused at home, but uh, when I I gotta unpause that uh, and get that bad boy loaded or downloaded. So there I am. Nice. Yeah, and. Uh, 
I guess before we get into our other, like, actually thought-out discussion topics, um, I have this to ask you. What did you guys, did either of you have a hard time watching it because of the, the uh, quality of the encode or the rip or whatever? I watched the Hong Kong subs of Ava Ranger, so I can watch anything. <laughs> I can make it through anything after that. That was so bad. There were points where I literally could not see anything on the screen. It was just kind of a big grayish blur. It, for me, it was just a pleasant flashback to back in the day where when you wanted to get your shows in some quasi-illicit manner, you had to get the real player downloads. Oh, man. Yeah, like, <laughs> I, like that was how I first had Invader Zim on my hard drive. Oh, God. Because, because, of course, I was one of those kids. Of course I loved Invader Zim. Oh, yeah, no. I well, did, I mean, too. It's, it's lovely, but, you know, Honan Vasquez has as just that very antisocial thing that was very much my jam back in the day. <laughs> but, yeah, so this took me back because, like, nowadays I'm such a video snob. And I'm just like, oh, ah, ah, ah. <laughs> but y'all, I made a commitment, and I, I saw that stuff through. Yeah, it really hurt my eyes. I, I was able to watch like an episode and a half where I synced up the TVN version with this. I was that nice. desperate that I had two separate video players going at the same time on my laptop. Wow. And uh, that that yeah. must. That must have dunked out of your laptop something fierce, but I, don't, I <laughs> but do not blame you, sir. I'm seriously considering looking into getting a video, um, like a light-free video editing software, hmm. and uh, splicing in stuff to, to make it work, because it'd be cool to see the dub with the actual, like, you know, you can look at this and not... Decent footage. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Um so, I'm very much considering that, and if anybody hears this and, like, has a great one to suggest to me, then I'll probably do it at least a couple episodes, because, um, it'd be interesting. It's really weird, though. Um, in the, the one I have from TVN, they have, like, a 15-second thing before the episode actually begins. Oh, it's like, the like, of what's gonna happen. Oh, interesting. It's like, cold oh, open, yeah. theme song... And then after the theme song, there's like this, and, and like the, you know, this is brought to you by McDonald's and whatever. Um, there's this weird little thing where they show you a bunch of stuff that's going to happen in the episode. And it's like, why would you do that? Yeah, I've seen that. I I did watch TVN's Kabuto. I don't know if anyone else has done it, so I don't know who else Kabuto. there is to watch. But, um, yeah, I remember that. And I think they have that with a couple of other things. Everyone should watch TVN's Kabuto, though, because they did include the 2007 superhero time bumps that aired between Kabuto and Bokendra, and they're amazing. And there's the Bokendra one. Everybody take a drink. <laughs> Guys, we, we should actually, now that, you know, you this is a right jump, I feel okay with this, but we should absolutely make an official drinking game. Like, look, when Aleph talks about thieves or Kuga, take a drink. <laughs> Two shots when Bo Kendra comes up every time. Yeah. <laughs> well, we don't want wasted. anybody to die, though. True. That is a good point. Yeah. True, but 
for real, I'm so disappointed that they don't do uh, the superhero time bumps like that anymore. Uh, I I forget. I think it's on Drive where overtime is including uh, the current ones with Ninja, which is all like them switching costumes and motifs and whatnot. But the 2007 ones were actually skits. There were there were separate skits for every episode. They filmed a new one every single time, and um, a lot of them are like Kagami. Kagami is convinced he's in the wrong show. Anytime they mention the Bokendras, he gets so excited. Uh, there are a couple with Akashi in them where he go where Akashi goes to LaSalle, and uh, they are fantastic. Except they take place at the end of very, very serious episodes. And com- it's a downer. <laughs> and like no, well they it's just how can I take these really like intense episodes seriously when like the bump at the end has Akashi walking in and Tendo's like, oh well here's just a plate of peas because I don't feel like making you anything else and Akashi's like, oh my god, this is my favorite thing. <laughs> And they're absolutely amazing, and ev- everyone should remember, find them and watch them. I just mostly remember the ones where they're like in the movie theater watching Godspeed Love, and <laughs> Zuban is there. Yes, and, and the one time that Tendo speak the the one with Stronger, where he yes. he slipped, uh, Mizuhima Shiro can speak perfect English for anyone who's who's unaware of that. And uh, look, he is his character from this show. He is. He is actual Tendo, but uh, I don't remember Goro's... The, the actor that plays Goro, Goro in Ryuki is the head of Zekt, and he's there, and I don't remember his name in Kabuto. Because I hated him. I hated I, I always, him, so I don't remember his name. Yeah. Is he Mr. Do you like owls? Yeah, that guy. No, okay. he, he was the guy. He was the tall, skinny guy talking to that guy. Yeah, he's I think okay. Do you like owls was the older guy. No, okay. no, he's the one that asked, do you like owls? And then the old guy goes on about owls for some reason. Okay, my bad. But, um, like, he, he starts talking to Tendo about about Stronger, and he's, he's, Tendo's like, oh, well, if he's stronger, then I'm strongest. But because they say Stronger, Stronger's name is in English, he says Stronger and Strongest, both in English, completely unaccented in the middle of this Japanese sentence, and it's the most unnerving thing I have ever seen. It's absolutely horrifying. <laughs> it doesn't make any sense. That makes me want to see it really badly. <laughs> I, will, I will find it, and you can put it up with this episode. Everyone should see it. It is terrifying. Oh, that'll be awesome. <laughs> I will dig that up when we're done. Uh, okay, so a quick note. I don't know what these Weebly.com sites are, or like what Weebly is, and I probably should have looked into it before I brought this up, but there is a CommonWriterGuide.Weebly.com, which has beautiful pictures of all the, uh, which I assume are like from, well, they're from DVD covers of the various shows, and whoever runs CommonWriterGuide.Weebly.com has gone through the trouble of, um, Setting up, they have a news section, they have a link section, but their main page, that's just the guide, has a little short instruction of what Common Writer is, um, some suggestions of where to start, which include um, the original, the manga, V3, Black, Zeto, Kuga, Kabuto, Double, and Forze, um, which all sound like wonderful places to start to me. 
I would um, not recommend starting with Kabuto just because of how <laughs> severely it goes off the rails. Okay. Uh, after the early 30s for about 10 episodes mm. uh, because Hiori's actress got sick. And it's kind of it's kind of a Koyomi situation where they had to work around it, except they really had no idea what they were doing because it was so late in the show, and the show just goes bananas for like ten episodes before it writes itself. Uh, wow! Any of those other places to start, I think, are fantastic. But I I know before uh, double, a lot of people suggested Kabuto as a good introduction point just because it has a lot of the core foundations of Kamen Rider, but when I was watching it, I'm like, I don't know why anyone would suggest this as an introduction, because this is bananas. Hmm, okay. But that, um, is, that is just my opinion. Um, and again, nothing against Kabuto. I love Kabuto. But I don't think it's a good place to start. Okay, that's fair. And, uh... Anyway, it, this is an interesting site. I believe everybody should check it out if they haven't already. Uh, it's a lot of good sources that point to where you can access writer stuff if you've been having trouble finding anything. So, that's pretty nice. It points to, like, all the subgroups and um, even, like, sources for the manga. So that's really cool. Oh, that's good, because I do want to read more of the manga. I know I've read, like, nine chapters of Spirits. And I, I had to stop when I got to Stronger. I wasn't emotionally prepared for that. Hold on. Uh, crap. <laughs> so, I'm a little worried that, uh, I sure hope my little extra recorder thingy is running right now, because it doesn't seem like, uh, it doesn't seem like Audacity's holding out for me, but let me just check. Um, anyway, we'll, we'll get back on to using the actual notes in a second. Um, okay, good, recording a call. Alright, well, sorry listeners, you get treated to that because I'm not editing writer jump <laughs> uh, very extensively. All right, so anyway, so from that divergence, we go on to uh, going through our notes a little bit. Um, so uh, I asked you two to go ahead and plug in some little notes here and there, just general topic ideas that we could discuss, and um, I'll throw in my uh, a couple of mine, and then we can just kind of go back and forth. Okay. I've got all the good questions before I can think of any. Sorry. I'm I'm really bad at coming up with questions uh, in general. That's not one of my strong suits in life. Well, you're certainly good at answering them, so that more than makes up for it. Okay. I'm glad I'm good for something. Uh, uh, So I'd say the first big one is on, like, clandestine organization. Um, Uh... And, like, Zekt is shown to be one of these, and it has a lot of power. And it seems, right from the outset, that it's a very evil organization. And uh, and I like that. Um, especially because, like, w- one of the things that points to that, if, you know, you're scratching your head as to why I would say that, is because they said pretty much they were going to kill Tendo, and maybe even the other guy, if they didn't cooperate. And I mean the other guy, the guy who the worm killed. Yeah. Um, so, like, it's a little surprising that the, like, the evil organization is fighting the worms and does make the writer in this show. Well, I, I think yeah. that's, that's one of the more interesting things, because they've got this alien enemy, but it's treated really alien. Like, you don't really know what their deal is till way late in the series. I mean, they you know, you know what their deal is. They copy people, 
replace them and then murder stuff. But beyond that, like, uh So you need to have, if you need the intrigue, you've got to have the hero organization and in the process have a nice little bit of, yeah, don't trust super military people who say that they've got your rights in mind in exchange for your, in exchange for your privacy or security or your, your human civil rights. Which, you know, I'm all, I'm all about not trusting those sorts of organizations. I mean, I really didn't find Zekt evil in the beginning of Kabuto. I mean, they are. They are 100% evil. But within the... And I hated them within the first stretch of Kabuto, but I never saw them as evil. They're just really, really really serious about getting this done. We don't know why. We don't know how they became involved in this, which should point towards the fact that they are very evil, along with that owl conversation. (laughs) And the fact that, you know, we have these leaders sitting in a dark room with the shades shut talking about owls as a metaphor. Uh, That does point to evil. But on the level of, like, Misaki saying, like, if this guy won't cooperate, we might have to kill him. Um, I mean, that's very, very intense. But it's like a weird kind of government cover-up sort of thing, which isn't good. I'm digging myself into a weird hole here. Uh, well, it's it's one of those which things where... Which is what happens uh, when yeah. I don't write out notes ahead of time. Well, it's, it's one of those things that happens when you want to, you know, when you say, like, an organization is evil, but they're, like, they're they certainly do. clandestine, they're not on board, but they are yep. generally working for a good goal. Yeah, it's, it's, they felt very, like, overly serious and intense about everything. They just didn't seem evil to me in the beginning, at least on the level of, like, the mystery machine. Of, like, Misaki Tadokoro and Kagami riding around in the mystery machine fighting monsters. Like, they didn't, they didn't feel, they specifically didn't feel evil to me. Like, them and the Zek troopers as a whole. And then, like, of course, the higher-ups in any kind of organization in Kamen Rider is going to be bad. That's how everything is. That's how it should be. Have we ever ever had, like, (laughs) a quasi-government organization in Kamen Rider that hasn't turned out to be evil? Ever. Well, except for the cops in Drive, I mean. I mean, like, there's people okay, in I mean, the hierarchy who are evil, sure. but the, the system itself is, is you know, they're very pro-it. Yeah. But, I mean, that's that's the police. It Like, that's a specific, actually existing, real thing. Yeah. I mean, something something like Zekt, or Borg, ah, okay. or Smart Brain, or, or Yggdrasil, or Museum. Like, have we ever had... I guess the Kogami Foundation isn't technically evil. Well, they're they're capitalists. Exactly. It's, it's, just, it's just we can't leave problem. Kogami unsupervised <laughs> because he is a child. Ah, uh, he's a child with Frankenstein powers. I mean, he he did technically cause everything. It, it's probably his fault, but not actually evil. It's, so I we think got. It's one- oh, go on. 
One. We have one organization. Yeah. Kogami. The Kogami Foundation. <laughs> Cause of and solution to all of life's problems. It's a pretty fair description. Uh, let's see. Okay, so, um, yeah, I mean, another thing that kind of made me think, like, oh, man, these guys are evil, was when the Zek troopers yeah. were, like, firing yeah, on us yeah, uh, at some point. I'm pretty sure that happened. The, I think <laughs> Hiori was at a worm situation, and they kept firing even after Kagami told them not to. So it's... Oh, yeah, that's right. Because they don't care. No, worms, worms situation got to be handled. Yeah. Uh, exactly. Except there's there's an exception, an acceptable casualties level with Zekt, hmm. which again is not okay, but it's there. Well, it's it's one of those things like there's a lot of people who always like to talk about. Yeah. Oh, yes, the logical thing to do would be to be super vicious and super mean and super overwhelming force. Blah 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 blah. And that's what they're doing. I mean, they are. They are that guy's wet dream. Yep. So they're just like, yes, we are going to have all the guns, and we are going to use them, and we are going to use them a lot. Regardless of the fact that they never work. Yeah, these things go faster than a speeding bullet. Well, what are we shooting them with? Speeding bullets. Okay. I don't see how this could go wrong. The point is, though, that they're trying, yeah, right? You know, and they've look, got the uh, candy If they be hard enough, it'll, it'll work out. Okay, you know, it's just one of those things where it's like, you know, you see you see the the, the, the ant can't move a rubber tree plant, but he's got high hopes. He's got... Okay, I'm done now. I mean, my, my real big question about Zekt, that has been my question since I first watched episode one... Uh, way before this, why did they think that giving their ultimate weapon free will would not result in people outside of Zekt becoming riders? Well, I think they, they plan to control who has the belt. Well, that didn't work. Yeah, well, you know. Because there are, what, three, four people outside of Zekt with belts? And Zectors? Yeah. Hanging out? Doing whatever they want? You know, there's an acceptable casualty count. There's an acceptable belt loss count. Yeah. I, guess. I don't think all of them is an acceptable level. Yeah, they have 400% shrinkage. Yep. You, you have one belt that stayed within Zect. Out of five? Six? I don't know how to count, so... Let's see, I mean... Punch Hopper, Kick Hopper, The Bee, uh, Gatak, Kabuto... Sassword. one of theirs? Sassword. Is it Caucus? And Drake. No, Punch Hopper and Kick Hopper don't count. They were never with Zekt. That's true. That's true. We don't don't even know where they came from. They have a different setup, yeah, so... They just happened. So there's five Zekter-based belts... Only and one of which, yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I, I don't think four out of five is an acceptable loss level. You, you wouldn't think, but maybe, I mean, as the series goes on, it is shown they're not very good at their job. No, that's of true. Of course, that's, that's why we have the superhero. Yeah, I mean, it's also the fact that Zekt 
doesn't really need them all within Zect. And never did. Hmm. I mean, the the over the overarching of what Zect came to be about in the end. But I mean, just why did anyone on any level think, nah, this can't possibly go wrong. We'll let them pick whoever they want. Yeah, that is a really strange thing. Um, but it, le- it led to a great comedic moment, at least one. It twice within the first two episodes. Oh yeah, I guess it was twice then. Well, the first time I, I felt kind of bad for Kagami, but then the second time I thought, oh no, that's great. It's going down to a. Uh... I I always feel bad for Kagami. <laughs> always. The amounts which I felt bad for Kagami made it so that when we tried to watch it the first time over here, like episode one, it's like. Boy, I'm getting tired of this chosen one guy. Episode two. I am real sick of this chosen one guy. Episode three. Oh, we're supposed to be sick of him. Oh, and we're supposed to root for for guy in the ill-fitting suit. Okay, I'm in. The, I I forgot until I was watching this that I actually really hate the first couple episodes of Kabuto. Um, I hate Zek. They make no sense, and I just. Like kept wanting to push Tendo into a locker. Yeah, I wanted to just like shove him into a locker and take his lunch money. That's legit. But you know the problem is that he just uh, like picked himself out of it anyway. Yeah, I know. You shove him in the locker, and he'd walk out somehow dressed better than before. And it's like, hey guys, I found a hundred dollar bill in there. Mine now. <sighs> because um. You can't hide the sun in a box. No. No, you can't. But you can sure as hell try. <laughs> uh, speaking of Kagami a little bit, um, I think it's interesting that he's like um, Yuri and Megumi from uh, Kiva or uh, V3 or Shijima Go done well. Um, not that, okay, Go's the only one who I don't, don't think was done well because it took so damn long. But this one you figure out in the third episode that... He lost his family and possibly his brother, who appears to be undead now. Um, just, just his brother. Okay, just his brother. But still, like that's interesting, and that's enough for me to go on and, and to want to find out what's going on with him. Kagami has has a, a one thing that he's about, and you know it, and they explain it right off, and you you go, you just go from there. We build on that. As opposed to Shijima Go, who's got, like, 13 things going at any given time, and they're all supposed to be equally important. And none of them ever get explained. Yeah, no. Oh, except for, except for like, you know, why are you... Hey, Go, why are you such a tool? Because I want to be as strong as Shinosuke. I, I deserve it. Okay. I mean, I'm, I'm not that into the whole idea of character A is character B done well. Uh, just because that reduces everyone to a lot of tropes, and I don't think that's fair to really anyone, any of these people who are not actually real. Um, I do think the, I, kind of, some of the ideas that are put in Kagami are also in Go, and that they were executed much better with Kagami. Yes. In the sense that, like, you know Kagami's deal the whole time, and what he wants, and what he's after. Um, and kind of... And also, that, that uh, conflicts with 
the ostensible protagonist. Yeah, like, there's an actual, there's an actual, like, tension between Tendo and Kagami that is not really there with Go and Shinosuke. Sadly. Come on, Shinosuke's his big bro, why would there be tension between them? Yeah, he's a big bro who constantly talks about resenting for that whole episode that I guess didn't count. I mean, like, there was early on where Go had, like, these kind of looser morals where he was willing to kind of play things fast and loose, and Shinosuke's like, no, we gotta do this by the book, but that stopped after, like, three episodes. I mean, so, on, on the upside, his his constant habit of flipping everywhere he goes also stopped after, like, three episodes. Oh, that was thank nice. God. That was very pleasant to not have to watch anymore. Uh, let's see. Okay, well, the point is, Kagami has, like, a story beat, actually, and, and I'm interested in, in yes. finding out more about it. Um, yeah, I mean, the, well, Kagami is basically the main character. Kagami is, in in the way that Kendo, Kengo is the main character in Forze, Kagami is the main character in Kabuto. I think that's a very good comparison, actually. It, it's kind of played the same way. Yeah, Where the, the whole, the underlying story in Kabuto is very much about Kagami, um, in a lot of ways, until a certain point. So, like in Forze, where the story is very much about Kengo, and just this other guy happens to come in and use the belt <laughs> that he wanted to use. That's p- pretty cool. Um, I, I really enjoy that setup with the protagonist not being the hero. Uh, at least for part of the story. It's It's interesting, you know? Uh, Opens up so many different possibilities. Um, (laughs) So, uh, I'm just going to bring this up, and I know it's just me, probably, but I got, like, a real Kenshin Himura vibe from Tendo. Um, Like, in his intro. You know, he didn't want to mess up his tofu and move too fast or anything. Um, And then, like, when he was breaking the woman out of jail, uh, the worm woman out of jail, Yeah. um, like... The way he didn't actually fight any of the cops and, like, did everything he could do to specifically avoid them. And, like... Well, he, he mostly had Kagami fight. Well, yeah, which was pretty great, um, especially because it led to him... And, actually, the, the dub actor, we can get more into this in a minute, uh, I really like for uh, Tendo. Um, a little... Well, and it's complicated, but anyway, I think he delivered his line really well. Uh, it was something dumb like, uh, wow, you got, you Zek guys are strong when he, t- yeah. when he tackled that cop who was distracted by him pointing up, and uh, it's just like, it's so ridiculous and great, and uh, yeah, I'm definitely gonna have to go through more of this show. Um, yes, I, I think we'll really be happy that you do. Yeah. Uh, Kabuto, there are so many things in Kabuto that are so good. But yeah, and, and I think one of the, to, to touch on what you were just saying, I think one of the things I really like about Kabuto not only as, as with Tendo, but also the, the suit actor performance, is that he also does a thing where most of the time he's dodging out of the way of attacks. Like, he does a lot of just yeah, bend ten- back. Tendo doesn't actually know how to fight very well. He just gets out of the way. And then, when it's time, it's one, two, three, rider, kick. Hmm. That's interesting. In the, um, in the non, I guess in the subbed, in the original, 
Do they have him say it, or it's just his belt that says it? Because I know it's, in the dub he says it. it. Yeah, exactly. okay. I think that's the same voice. As, yeah, as... They, they actually use the same sound clip. Oh, yeah. No, 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 but also the actor, the dub actor, also says right or kick before he does it. He, like, whispers well, right or kick, and then it, he hits the belt and it does it, too. Yeah, no, I do think Tendo says it and then does the belt, and then it does the oh, one, maybe. two, three. I just mostly remember the one, two, three, right? You know, and then he pulls the yeah. thing. Because yeah, he's pretty awesome. He's just, like, the thing, I, one of the things I love about Kabuto is that along with just spending most of the fight dodging out of the way of the punches, is that his rider kick is just the most dismissive of all rider kicks. He's got his back to you, then he does a 360 roundhouse. <laughs> just like, bam, you're dead. I'm not even, I ain't got a look. <laughs> and it's, it's just, it's a very, it's one of those times where, uh, Oh gosh, how could I have forgotten? Like, we always say his name. Uh. Takeji, right? Uh, oh, Seiji Takawa. Yeah. Seiji Takawa. I missed that. Harold, I suck. Uh, Seiji Takawa, but, like, his performance and, and the guy who plays Tendo, I mean, they're really in sync in this one. This is one of my favorite, uh, Takawa performances. I mean, right up there with Deno, which, like, is great because it's, like, Eight characters. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I, I think it, it is strangely striking, and it kind of sucks because it leads, it like um, feeds into his ego and his whole shtick about being number one and you know, oh, like, the, the, here's the thing. rule overall. He's the chosen. He talks about being the chosen one at the center of the universe, the man who walks the path of heaven, who at times just calls himself the sun. So that's a little later. I was kind of surprised. I thought it happened earlier, but there you go. Yeah, I, I do think that the first time uh, he starts with that is when he's talking when he's talking to Misaki. When the first time they actually like bring him into Zekt and she like interviews him. Oh right, yes. What's and your name? Yeah, she starts that's asking. She's name. like, and she's like, "Are you Kabuto?" And he's like, "Do you ask the sun?" why it shines, like, how did you get the belt, like, do you ask the sun this, and I think, I'm pretty sure that he's just like, oh man, that sounded cool, I'm gonna keep calling myself that. Yeah. Yeah, yeah I'm but, gonna do but that. But I mean, it's, it's, the character is, he plays this, just, he earns it, like, he is this egomaniac, but at no point do you ever say, oh, no, you're, you're overstepping, dude. Which, of yeah, course, I, is not helped by the fact that uh, the guy who played him, under a pseudonym, first time he decided to write a book, wrote an award-winning book. Just because. He felt like it. He was bored. Award-winning <laughs> uh, book. Oh, it's not even under my own name. Nah. And then it wins all the awards. And it's like, well, yeah, it was me. Uh, like, oh, yeah, I, I did that. Just because. That's pretty awesome. It's, I kind of want to hate him, but at the same time, like... How can you hate the sun? But then you look at him and you can't. You can't hate him. It's, I don't know how. It's impressive. I mean, like, he, he has this absolutely ridiculous acting range where, like, he played Tendo and in the same year, he was a major character in uh, a live-action version of Hanakimi in which he plays a character that is so drastically different from Tendo that I didn't realize it was the same actor for the first, like, three episodes. Wow, nice. 
because just he he wears his hair slightly differently, but and that's a complete indicator that I will never recognize anyone. But his face is very different. He he uses a lot of very different expressions because in that he's very he's uh much he's a very flirty person and he's very like happy and doesn't care about anything. So he smiles a lot more. Hmm. Um, I I really enjoy how that uh, changing hair thing is like kryptonite to your. Oh God, I can't recognize anyone. They change their hair and I'm done. There are some actors, like, when they do, like, the guy who plays Ankh back in O's, mm. when he's got the hair down, like, I don't recognize him. No, I, that's true. It's a good point. It, it's a he's actually one of the thing. few I can. Uh, the shape of his face is very distinct, so I can usually pick him out. Um, I, I guess for me, it's just that he doesn't have this, the, just the habitual sneer on his face. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I've also seen him in a handful of roles, but, yeah. um... I mean, the the best example is uh, the Forze movie, uh, Let's Go Space, when they're handing out the switches to everyone, and Shun gives the track team captain oh, that's right. the, one of the switches, and I'm like, I have no idea who you were. Because he, yeah. by the time they did the movie, he had dyed his hair blonde, for whatever reason, and I'm like, I don't know who you are. That's- Anymore. That was the Steel Dragon, right? Yeah. Like, I recognize every single other Switcher, but I don't know who you are. Are you from an episode that didn't actually happen? And it took, like, three days for someone to figure out who he was and tell me. That was rough. <laughs> that that really bothered me for three days. I couldn't figure out who he was. Um... I need you guys to help me out with something. Am I okay. being like a self-righteous hypocrite or a person of good taste um, for really liking him? Because, like, you know, is there a problem with me uh, disliking certain over-the-top, way-too-into-themselves writers, but so far really enjoying Tendo? Who is that to the nth degree? I know we've kind of well, brushed on it a little bit. Yeah, I Again, think... how can you hate the sun? Yeah, I mean, I think the thing with Tendo is, in comparison to kind of these other very self-centered writers, no one around Tendo buys into it. No one in the core cast. No one, no one who has a name and shows up in multiple episodes buys into any of Tendo's shtick about himself. Everyone's just like, okay, yeah, you, you keep thinking that, buddy. I'm gonna go actually take care of some stuff. And we see kind of the crack in that in episode one with when Juka comes down for breakfast and she's like, oh, you changed the stock you used for the soup. And suddenly, like, he gets really excited, like totally nerd excited. It's like, oh, my God, you noticed. I'm so proud of you. And I mean, we see a lot of that specifically with Juka where he'll kind of break, mm. kind of break character. Like, Tendo will break out of the persona that he's made for himself among other people and get, like, really excited and happy. And I think the fact that we see that so early on kind of helps. And then also just the fact that everyone around him just kind of rolls their eyes, shakes their head, and walks away anytime Tendo does a Tendo thing. 
Especially all of the women. No women in Kabuto ever, ever look at him and think anything other than, wow, I want to just shove you into the road. I mean, again, this is Corecast. Though I, I, I think, you know, you bring up his sister, and I think that's actually one of the, the great humanizing things. Because as as will become a thing throughout the series proper, like, his sister, as far as he's concerned, like, he is the sun, she is the, the axis of the galaxy. And yeah, that's, like, I just think that is the sweetest thing, where it's like, yes, we will all do things that will make my baby sister happy, because that is the natural order of the universe. I just, I think that's really sweet. It is. I, I, that is one thing I've always really loved about Tenno, where he's like, yes, I am the greatest thing on this planet. She's the greatest thing on every single planet. And you will all respect and worship her and do as I say to make her happy. And, and you know, I think that that added bit of nuance is really kind of what make what sells a body on him. Where other kind of full of themselves writers might not be so such easy selves, because he's you know yes he's full of himself he's over the top he's he's a, a butt munch, but he's also like there's something that he loves there's things he cares about there are things he's a nerd about like he loves food <laughs> oh my gosh he oh loves oh my food. god yes and if you like again they they put it in really early and it's it, kind of surprised me going back and watching because I, I hadn't remembered that they got to all this so early, but it's the bit where it's like, yes, I'm going to come to this restaurant. I'm going to order the thing I like, and if it is good, I will make a show of letting you know, this is good. This is so good. You should do this more. And it's just... I don't know. It's... It, he, he's got those those weird levels and nuances and quirks that I think is missing from a lot of the the I'm so great writers. At least, yeah, the only the one I think of mostly is is Zukasa from Decade, who is just he basically is just a clown on everybody all the time, and everyone is like, oh. That oh, guy. Salsa, you yeah. rascal. I admit, though, like, it's another case where the actor is charming enough to pull it off. Oh, yeah, no. Because... Ma- Masahiro Inoue is a absolute treasure. He's, yeah, he's really good. He's, he's still decayed. Yeah, but yeah, if you're watching Goro at the moment, the, the yes. current series is Goldstorm Show, and, like, have you guys watched Goro? Uh, Garo? Garo is basically just Xena except with blood, boobs, and blood on boobs. Yes. And, like, then just Common Rider Decade shows up and clowns on them. Like, he is he's almost exactly the same character, except actively evil. I mean, when, when he first walked on the set of that show, completely out of script, he's just like, so this is Garo's world. <laughs> Good, yes. Like, he just, he walked on the set and said that. And I think he, he had, I think, one of the writers sign something, and the writer's like, he, he just had me sign something that he had on hand, and I looked at it, and it was the decayed card. Nice. Like, he's, he is, he just is Sukasa. Well, look, I mean, like, that's one of, that much, you know, to get 
back to this, like much like Tendo has got to be just one of those roles where it's like you do it and how could you like once you've been there, once you've had that kind of supreme confidence, wouldn't you want to put that on any old time? You know, like how do you just not make those jokes when you're when in a Toku related setting? I know, right? Like again, he was on he was in Hanakimi in two thousand seven. Uh Boken Red and also Sasword were both also in it. Oh really? Yeah, they uh a lot a lot of Toku actors uh were in that show. Uh I know Go on Red, I think Gokai Silver is also in it. Uh both of them are both are minor characters that don't really have speaking parts, but uh both Tendo Tendo, Akashi, and Tsurugi were all pretty major characters, or at least more than a lot of other people. And I just, I want to know what happened, like, offset. Because, again, this is the same year that Kabuto and Bokender aired. This, these were all in 2007, and I, I just want to know if they were, like, making, making tokusatsu jokes, like, on set. Otoya was also in it, uh, but this was before Kiba. Boken Red and Otoya are practically married in the show. It's amazing to watch. But like I I when Toku actors are all together on an on another set, I just want to know what jokes happen. Look, I'm just saying like if you're in if you're in like a Toei Tokusatsu and it's it's 50 episodes, like it that is a year of your life. Like, yeah, like you, you got it. You got you know, to stories. How could you not? Yeah, I mean, when when Boken Pink and Boken Blue came back for Drive, there's photos of them doing their poses on set. Nice. It's adorable. But, but yeah, bringing it back to your question, Amit. Sorry, uh, diversions are kind of our thing. I, I think you're just a person with good taste. Like, I don't think yeah. this is hypocrite because you're you're picking up on on the levels of, of nuance that, like, uh, you know, the, the hacky writers just do not have. Yeah, like, you're definitely just feeling how you're supposed to feel about Tendo. But yeah, and uh, moving on, like, I had wanted to ask just a quick question. Like, Thank, thank you for comforting my uh, neuroses there. Sorry, go ahead. Yeah, no sweat, bro. <laughs> but I, my big thing was just all right, since, since we're watching the dub, it's got to come up. What are we thinking about the voices? Because, wow, like, Ahmed had said some nice things about the Tendo voice, and, like, I can get that if that's your first exposure, but I was, like, going, like, man, your voice is too big. You sound like a, you sound like you're going for a cowboy actor, almost. Just dial it back, dude. Just yes. a smaller voice. Sounds like you're trying to get my kind of voice. It's like, no, he's, he's too skinny. You can't. I'm sorry. It just doesn't, just, no. Misaki and Tadokoro, I thought, were both actually really good. Hiori also... Weird to me. He, he felt like, like early Tadokoro for me. Uh-huh. Misaki, Misaki, I thought, was very good. Hmm. I thought her voice was really nice. Uh, Hiori, also pretty good. Um, Tendo and Kagami... Tendo felt off to me. Kagami, I flinched every time he spoke. <laughs> See, I actually kind of liked it, because I... I... Again, like, I'm spoiling so much, and I'm, I'm very sorry for that, Ahmed. But, like, I kind of like how he's starting out super whiny. 
Oh, yeah, no, the wine itself I thought was great. And I'm like, uh, props to you for getting that. Yeah, it's just some, something about the pitch of his voice. Just like, I'm like, that's not Kagami. I could see that. The, it's, the, real, the real kicker, though, was Juka. And she needs to stop making those sounds uh, with her face and pretending they are words. Uh, oh, the little get the the sister. Tendo sister, yeah. Yeah. Oh, that, it's like every time she says "yummy," I'm like, that's not how people talk. We see that back. I'm like, you I, cannot I, act. I, 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 you know, I was like, maybe not that bad, but it's it's just one of those things where it's like, y'all are playing this up real hard. Like, yes, I get it. She is a a small child. I get it. But, like, she's not even God, that small of a child. She's, like, 13. Yeah, but, the like, if it was, like, a seven-year-old, I could understand that performance a lot better, I think. Yeah, it's, it, she was played way too young, and I know Juka is very much, uh, she's very spirited, she's very youthful, uh, she's very energetic, but just that is a terrible voice, and no one needs to have those sounds coming out of them. <laughs> it was painful. Ouch. <laughs> um, I'll I'll jump in real fast. Uh, I did think uh, Hiori sounded the best, probably, and um, I didn't catch the name of Zek Lady. What is her name again? Misaki. Misaki. Um, I think I liked her overall, which was. I'm surprised, um, and I still stand by enjoying Tendo's <laughs> dumb voice. Look, you know, I'm not saying you're wrong, just it weren't there for me. Right, I just did. Um, I think kind of because, and it's funny because it, that almost sounds identical to the Decade voice, or the Scossa voice in the Decade dub, so... It would not surprise me if they had the same guy, because, it, it, you, know, I, I, you know, I know we were just talking about, like, we shouldn't reduce people to tropes. They're very similar archetypes. Yeah. Well, they are. It's just they're they the people around them act very differently. Which I think, if which you're is what repeat, makes the difference. If you're going to repeat a character, that's the way you should, you know, do it. Frame them differently so you can get a yeah. different perspective on them. Yeah. So that's cool. But yeah, I figured like, oh well, I guess they're kind of similar guys, so uh, it makes sense that uh, they would have the same voice actor or two different voice actors go for the like, almost the exact same thing. Um, uh. But, uh, yeah, it was really weird because, like, I can't tell, like, are, are all these people in Indonesia or not? Because, um, uh, I had the VHS, I'm sure I still have it somewhere, but I just, I can't watch it now, of, uh, one of the best Jackie Chan movies ever made. Of, Which one? Uh, Who Am I? Oh, no, no, I'm okay. sorry. That is a great one, but I'm actually talking about Gorgeous. Oh, I've not seen that one. Gorgeous is very good. It's about, uh, wealthy Jackie Chan is this wealthy guy, and he basically has this rival from when they were kids who's also wealthy, and uh, they're in different kind of businesses. And I actually think his his friend became kind of like a like a small mob boss. Um, like, I don't think he murders people, but he definitely does illegal stuff. Um, anyway, I had a really weird experience because in that dub of the movie, there are two actors who did voices in Digimon, and like. It was way obvious, and I was thinking, like, where did this movie get dubbed, and why is Ty, the leader of the Digi Destin, and Tommy, um, 
this little boy from season four. Like, why are they in this? And it was really weird, too, because the Tommy voice is very similar to the voice of the female lead. And, like, she's supposed to be this gorgeous, it's named after her adult woman. And it's just, like, really strange to be hearing that voice uh, coming from both people. And it made me think about, like, why certain choices are made with dubs and, like, uh, how silly they can sound sometimes. That is actually one of my favorite, like, uh, of late I have been just really fascinated with the process of adaptation and, uh, you know, dubbing is is a form thereof. And I'm I'm just fascinated to see the the acting choices made by dubbing voice voice actors. Please watch Bacano. Please, if you are interested in dubs, and also Shinesman, which is more relevant uh, to this show. But uh, Bacano and Shinesman both have brilliant dubs for different reasons, but are both legitimately very good. Bacano um, is set in late 20s New York and Chicago, and the voice, and they really did the voices to match that. Uh, the, the dub cast of Bacano gets so many props from me on their work for that, because they really, like, I... With Bacano, I would both of these actually. I would really suggest watching the dub over the subs. Uh, with Bacano specifically, the voices really lend uh, to the feeling of the show. Uh, Shinesman was heavily uh, adapted. The text, the dialogue was kind of very heavily changed due to a lot of cultural references mm. uh, because it's it's an it's a team of office workers as a Sentai unit. Cool. All right. It's, it's a two-episode OVA. Find it and watch it. It's beautiful. Uh, watch the dub, but because it's very much office culture, so it's a lot of office culture jokes, and they are different on different sides of the ocean, I assume. Oh. So uh, a lot of a lot of the jokes are kind were rewritten for the dub, but are absolutely the funniest thing I've ever seen in my life to this day. And I've been, I've been watching it since like the late nineties, early two thousands. Okay. Well, I'll I'll definitely put that at the top of the list. Yeah. And, um, Bacano, I, I started to watch an episode the other day and then I, I got, I had to stop. So, um, but it was funny that you mentioned that because watching this, I felt like, Oh yeah, I got to watch Bacano because, it's supposed to be great, a great dub, <laughs> unlike this. Um, which I'm not saying it's terrible. It's just you know, uh, it's it's a very. I don't know when this was dubbed, but it definitely feels like early 2000s dubbing. Well, but it had to be after 2007. Yeah, which is weird because it feels like 2003 dubbing. Yeah, that is. I don't think strange. dubbing was this bad in like 2000. 2009. Well, well, it depends on how much money people are willing to spend. I guess, but... <laughs> I guess it's also very different when dubbing live-action as opposed to yeah. animation. Yeah, it makes a big difference. I mean, it must. So, yeah. I, mean, yeah, I would imagine, yeah. There's there's a lot more direct direct facial stuff you have to work with. and, and Yeah. I think that's also probably one of the reasons why I tend to avoid dubs, especially with live-action stuff, because, boy, does the, the lack of lip-sync throw me off. I mean, they're trying. They're trying real hard. They're, they're trying, but wow. 
Well, I mean, there's only so much you can do. I mean, it's 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 a whole different set of, of phonemes and then sounds we make between English and Japanese. I mean, there's not a whole different set, but, you know, in the pattern. It, it, it really is kind of used. a whole different set. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's a whole different rhythm, whole different everything, and they're trying to make it look natural. And boy, they got to be happy for those for those for those shots where like no one's mouth is visible. They're turned away. Just like ah, and they, they, like all of the in suit stuff. Um, okay, uh, yeah, I, I do. I definitely agree. I'm sure that's way more easy to do, and it's um. It's probably fun. Like, I kind of, whenever I watch a dub, I watch for the places where they sneak in jokes or extra lines because people are turned away from the camera. Yeah. Well, and goodness knows, I mean, even in, you know, when it's it's not technically dubbing, you know, when it's just additional dialogue they just throw into movies to quote-unquote punch it up. Yeah. I mean, you know, it's like, ah, there's some stuff, funny stuff happening off screen. Well, why don't we put it on screen? Because we don't have time or money. <laughs> you make a joke off screen. Make it happen. Make it funny. Ha <laughs> ha. Man, I even watched something, like, serious recently that was live action, and I could tell, like, oh, they just came back in for ADR on this. Yep. Like, there's, like, a way different uh, quality to the just the sound of this, you know... You can tell they're picking up, and then it kind of blends in after a couple seconds, but it's always funny because you can hear that, that huge difference. Yeah, you can. Um, all right, so uh, you want to blast through these last few points, or, or did, did we kind of cover everything really well? Well, um, I think the only other thing I would really want to touch on is, one, how I'm glad that they didn't try and overdub or translate the theme song. Oh. oh see, I was I was so disappointed that they didn't. <laughs> oh, I'm so happy. Like I I, mean, I, I, I come I, really I come from a long age of dub, of dubbed anime openings. Yeah, me um, too. That's why I'm glad they didn't do it. Ah, <laughs> uh, I love them. They're such garbage. Like I'm I'm yes, exactly. They're such garbage. Like they they made an English version of the the everyone take a drink, the Kuga theme song. And oh, it's so marvelous! Oh God, it is! It is just like, like oh, you guys didn't rewrite it at all. You just translated it straight across, and you're trying to sing it, and nothing rhymes or has any rhythm. Oh wow! It's beautiful. Isn't isn't it like six minutes long too? Something like that, yeah. Like, and it's like wow, no. And I, I think like the the other big thing, like I really want to touch on, is just like. How often do you guys watch dubs? Like, um, I'm, I, I was, ever since like the '90s, I've been the snooty subs guy. Whoa. So, <laughs> so like, nah, your dubs, nah, nah. Oh, I'm, I, you know, I, I watched Cowboy Bebop and Inuyasha on Adult Swim like everyone else. But like, as soon as I got the the Cowboy Bebop box set after saving up so long, it was just like subs forever subs. Ha 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 ha. <laughs> uh, see, I, I came up, I came up on dubbed Sailor Moon, and as as such, I did have a period where I was kind of wary of dubs because I was dealing with, uh, you know, like dubbed Sailor Moon. I, I was more of the tsunami block, like the Sorry. early early tsunami block. 
You were afraid of more Grandma Lunas? Oh, God. I Brit, British Grandma Luna is, to this day, infamous. Um, Why is that? Because, like, in one of the movies, she turns into a pretty girl and still has Grandma voice? I don't think they ever actually dubbed that movie. Oh, okay. It, it's just that uh, her between, I think... Uh, Sailor Moon R and Sailor Moon S. R is where we are currently right now in Crystal, uh, as a point of reference, the whole Black Moon arc. And, uh, S, which is when we get the Outers, uh, they, uh, Deke stopped doing it and someone else took it and the voices changed very drastically. Oh dear. Uh, and Luna's was the most notable, where she then suddenly, out of nowhere, Sounded like an old British woman. Oh, so so it's not just the the vaguely Angela Lansbury-ish one. If they go full Angela Lansbury, it, it's not like a total British accent. But there's something about the way she pronounces things where it's just like this is not the same way everyone else is talking. <laughs> nice. And it's it's like. It can't even be attributed to, like, her and Artemis still have all the old moon memories, because Artemis doesn't talk that way either. So it's just, Luna just becomes this old, like, British grandma, and it's, the, the I can't tell which voices are worse. I'm not actually sure, but I mean, I've watched, I've watched a lot of things dubbed in my earlier years. Uh, mo- most of my old favorites, I've seen the dubs of uh, Ray Earth. I actually can't watch Ray Earth subbed. Uh, I'm so used to the English voices, which are which do not they do not hold up over time. It is a terrible dub. It's like when I tried to go back and watch Macross. Like, nah, sorry, Robotech, got to do it. And it's just I'm so I'm just so used to the English voices and the English lines where it doesn't hit me. They don't feel like the actual characters with their original voices, which is a terrible thing to say, but it's just my perception of it. That's about how you got Um, there, yeah. Yeah. Um, Gundam Wing, I watched dubbed. G Gundam is an amazing dub, and everyone should watch it. Yes, yes, G Gundam. It's, It's amazing in the same way that this is amazing. Um, the line... I'm curious. Uh, there's one specific line that will stand out to me forever. I I rewatched G Gundam dubbed recently, maybe six months to a year ago. Time time is a mystery for me, so I actually don't know how long it was, but it was within a year. Um, it's... in the beginning of the series or the end? It's it's towards the beginning. It's when Domon has the flashback or, like, the weird dream about his family, and they're all eating dinner together. Mm. And he just says, Mom, your cooking is so good while he's eating a salad. (laughs) It's it's just so bad. Oh, that's awesome. It's delivered so... Like, the... The, whoever's voicing Domon, I forget who it is, is really good at all of, like, the hot-blooded action sequences. Yeah. Which is most of the show, to yes, be fair. <laughs> but any of the, like, sort of downtime moments when he tries to have a casual conversation are abysmal. 
Like, yeah. he, he can't do it. That is, uh, I can't even imagine him saying that. <laughs> it, it, look it up. It's it's absolutely beautiful. I think I mean, he's, he's having, like, a weird delusion. Because, like, or maybe it's, I don't know how, I don't remember if it's, it's a flashback or, like, a weird delusion. But it's when, he, like, he first finds his brother building the devil Gundam. Okay. And all of that. Huh. That's interesting. Yeah, I was going to say, it sounds like that might have been a, uh. Schwartzbruder kicked his ass-induced uh, fever dream or something. No, no, it was definitely before Schwartzbruder. Okay, well, that gives me a good it's, reference point. It's pretty early on. Okay. I think. Yeah, uh, Aleph, if you <laughs> if you enjoy slightly offensive uh, cultural stereotypes that are like meant to be complimentary from, uh, you know. Oh, wait, is this is this the one where like there's there's the the one from Holland and it's a giant windmill? Yes. Yes. And yes. Tequila Gundam. Wow! Yeah. Gundam and it's sombrero. Oh yeah! Wow. That's, Look, is there? I've heard the American one is great, and as long it's as it's a football someone, player. But, yeah. Well, with boxing gloves, but yeah, yes. basically football. And like it's a shield, I heard. And a what? And like a, a, a surfboard that is also a shield. Um, yes. Did I? Yes, okay. that happens. Oh wow! And uh, France just kind of shoots roses. It has oh. funnels, but they're roses. It's beautiful. I love it. <laughs> It's absolutely amazing. G Gundam is a treasure. <laughs> Wait, is this the one where the dude beats everyone with the power of his burning fist or whatever? Yep. Yes. <laughs> this hand of mine is burning red. And yeah. uh, if, if you watch Sweet. Build Fighters, both seasons of Build Fighters, uh, whoever was working on it loved G Gundam. I might have watched Build Fighters now. Watch Build Fighters. It's so good. <laughs> uh, see. Build Fighters is better than Build Fighters Tribe, but they're both amazing. And also, the main character of Build Fighters Tribe was literally trained by Domon Kashu. Oh, man. Just, like, that's canon. <laughs> that's a canon thing, and I'm not exaggerating even slightly. That's amazing. <laughs> Build Fighters is so good. It's actual perfection. <laughs> Build Fighters is also really good with its girls. Hmm. Nice. Gundam is Gundam is not usually too bad with its girls, I think. Yeah, I, I mean, there were only really... I can only remember Rain and Alan B from G Gundam, and I actually well, thought they uh, were both handled okay. They're, they're both pretty good. Uh, oh, I forgot about The American um, guy has... Yeah, yeah Chibity has his girls, who are amazing. Yeah, it's I yeah they're they're that interesting mix of like uber sexy but also like way competent and they'll destroy you if but you get on their bad side. They they play sexy because they're from America, <laughs> so they kind of they they're like okay well we like we're gonna stand around and be Chibity's like troop of girls in bunny outfits. Essentially, we're yeah. Also, we're also his pit crew. Yeah. Um, and there was the not German the Russian woman. Oh man, she's so cool. Yeah, like the commandant or whatever? Yeah. Yeah. Like G, hey, G right. Gundam had really good women. Gundam Wing had a handful of good women. Uh Relina wasn't great if I remember, but all of the other girls I think were pretty good. Um I mean, but even all the way back to original Gundam, Gundam did pretty right by its women. Uh, all right, and that concludes our Gundam cast. <laughs> that 
like really took a swing into Gundam territory. That's hilarious. <laughs> well, you know, sometimes it happens, and that's what Rider Jump is about. Yeah, yeah. we do. And we besides, do I mean, it was related to dubs, some of it. Yeah. yeah. Oh. We were talking about the G Gundam dub and how great yeah, there you it is. Go. Burning true. fist of that is red. Um, yeah. I'm actually uh, Hajime no Ippo has a, has okay. a good dub for the time it was dubbed. Um, I've been watching that. Uh, Defrag is something I've been watching dubbed. Uh, it's not a great dub, but it's pretty funny. Mm. Um, I definitely think I'm probably enjoying it more dubbed. Uh, I'd have to submit Excel Saga then as something that you should watch dubbed. Excel Saga is a treasure. <laughs> And I know that's old, which probably shows, like, the last time I watched something. Yeah, um, the latest, the newest thing I've seen dubbed, hold on, uh, besides episodes of Sailor Moon, um, a couple of them, uh, would probably be Persona 4, the animation, and I only really watch those because I really like the game, so, um, but yeah, pretty much everything else, I'm I'm very comfortable watching subbed. Yeah, I'm... I'm generally watching things subbed these days just because that's what there's more of. Oh, you yeah. definitely have a lot more options. Yeah, but hold on, I gotta stop. That card capture Sakura, uh, I think it's a redub on Crunchyroll? Oh my it's goodness. Probably, it's probably a redub. I have issues with that. Oh, really? Maybe yeah. it's not a redub. I, I I don't know. You gotta no, no, check it out. You were saying that they that they're using everyone's Japanese names, so it's definitely over there. Yeah, they are using the Japanese names, but like, I don't know. I don't know. That's all I can say is I don't know. I'll definitely have to take a look at it. Um, I'm my only memories of that dubbed are the old dub, which was heavily heavily edited to the point where episodes were not in the in the proper dub sequence. Episodes were not in the right order. Ooh, that's weird. Like, they started on episode 8, and <gasps> then around episode 10... Because they start on episode 8 to bring in Sayorin. Because they wanted him there from the beginning to, uh, for a male audience. Oh, oh gotcha, yeah. Um, but they do air episode 3 at some point. Hmm. And it makes absolutely no sense. Because otherwise, it's like, why aren't, uh... Lee and what's her face here? Oh, uh, I don't, I don't remember her name. I want to say it was Holly, but that's only because it was the voice actor. You're talking about her friend with the black hair, right? The 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 other girl that has a crush on Sayorin. Oh, okay. that comes. I don't know if she comes like right when Sayorin does, or if it's a couple episodes later. I haven't watched Cardcaptor Sakura in a long time, and she was an she was an anime only character. Hmm. Uh, Mei was her name. I don't think they changed her name because she was still very clearly Chinese. Ah. Uh, But it it makes no sense as to why the two of them aren't there. Because, like, because this is now, like, 20 episodes into the show, so they're all really heavily invested in this, and it's just, oh, no, no, they're not going to show up to this aquarium adventure. Yeah, that's really strange. The the dub was an absolute mess. (laughs) Well, you know, it's also that thing. It was wasn't it a four kids joint? Yes, yes, it was. Yeah, well, like, those guys, they, them, Deke, a lot of the American dubbing people, they they really like messing things around to make a story that will be 
quote-unquote more acceptable or more in keeping with cultural norms. Yeah, and I mean, that's really what happened uh, back then. Uh, It happened with Sailor Moon. Uh, Well, I mean, that's, again, I mean, I I brought up Robotech and, like, Ultron. Like, all the the first run, heck, you know, I I talk about that stuff in in the same time with first run. I mean, Speed Racer got a lot of stuff just really changed, (laughs) because, you know, you you, got to make it accessible for people, but... There's always that. There's always that place where they go beyond making it accessible and to sort of like, why did you do it's, this? Uh, Haruka and Michiru being cousins was probably the worst of it yeah. that I saw. I mean, at least from Hard that era. Worse. Speed Ra- Speed Racer is a bit earlier. Yeah. Uh, but that's because they don't. They didn't really edit the context of their relationship. A lot of the the really romantic. M- moments between Haruka and Michiru are still there with Amara and Shell. Oh, so now it's just like, oh, it's incest. Don't worry, they're not gay. They're just incestuous. Like, oh, they're they're still, like, oh, no, they're not gay. Oh, no, they're they're still gay, but also now there's incest. Yeah. And the thing is, I grew up watching Sailor Moon with my cousin. Uh... because all of our parents worked, so my, me and then my father's sister's two kids, my two cousins, all stayed with my father and my aunt's mother. Uh, so, and my cousin Rachel was very, very into Sailor Moon, got me into it, so we watched this together, and then we get, and she was also a huge, huge fan of Haruka and Michiru, because she was getting uh, bootleg subs. Right long, long before we got to S. Old school. Uh, in the dub. Yeah, that, those were back in the days, and we were pretty young, so I don't know how she managed to do this. I still have... Much respect, however she did it. Yeah, I don't know how she figured out how to do that, but she did. So when we got to that point in the dub, and we're like, this is not how cousins act. I don't know how anyone thinks this is how cousins act. This is terrible. It was a very, very awkward situation for us. <laughs> I, I can believe that, yeah. I'm dumbfounded. <laughs> what? Yeah, I think... Um, yeah. Old, old dubs were quite the thing. Dubs these days aren't, are pretty direct from what I've seen. Uh, not not much is not much is really changed. I've, I've got a good dub for you. I think I'm pretty sure it was good. Um, Summer Wars. Summer Wars had an amazing dub. Yeah, they know, really they really did that movie justice with the dub. A friend of mine swears by the Tekken King Creed dub. I haven't oh, I seen that. The first time, hmm. really, really well worth your time. It's something I've meant to get to for a while. Um, a lot of people have recommended it. I just haven't gotten the chance. Um, Bacano is the dub that I swear by. Uh, and always will be. Yeah, it's so short, I really do need to watch it. It's, it's so good. It's, it takes a little bit to catch on to, because of the jumping around. But once once you kind of get everything straight, it's really really enjoyable and everything pays off. 
it's unfortunate nowadays that you have to actually, uh, you know, put that caveat on something before you suggest it. Well, but, that, uh, with, with Bacano, because Bacano's a nonlinear story, mm, okay. uh, they're kind of bouncing around between a lot of events, even within, uh, like, even within one specific timeline, you'll see something, and then you'll see why it happens. Okay. So it's, there's nothing in Bacano that doesn't have a payoff. Wonderful. <laughs> and then watch Durara. Because that also has some payoffs with Bacano. Yeah, and there are actually two of those, right? There's uh, the first yes, season there's and the first season, uh, and then the first half of the second season has already aired. Okay. Oh, cool. Already. Uh, and then the the second half of season two is coming, I think, next season? I'm not entirely sure on that. I could be wrong. But uh, the light novels were written by the same author and take place in... Both series take place in the same continuity. Okay, that's cool. Uh, to the point where I, one of the characters is related back to the Bacano cast. He's someone's grandson. That's cool. All right, so uh, any other notes before we uh, check out of here? Well, you know, I, I actually am kind of curious to try out the rest of the dub, if only for novelty's sake. Yeah. There's, there's I'm really fascinated by the way it, a, a line is very different when you hear someone say it and read the subs versus when you just hear them say it in a language you understand. Because mm-hmm. that's always just a fascinating difference, because some things sound corny beyond belief when you hear them out loud. <laughs> I, I thought the, I thought the the writing adaptation was actually pretty good. Mm-hmm. The the lines themselves, there were some that were like really corny, but I'm like, it, every the writing felt really good and nothing really felt out of place. Uh, my only disappointment was they did change one of Kagami's lines from the subs that I read. Um, oh, really? When they're for when Kagami and Misaki are first talking about bringing Tendo into Zact. Uh, and Kagami gets really excited. Uh, the line in the subs that I had was, I won't be on the bottom anymore. Yes. Which is hilarious out of context. Oh. Uh, the, and <laughs> the, line, the line in the dub was something like, I won't be the lowest of the low anymore. Yeah. Like, oh, you changed it. But Tendo later does have a line uh, when he agrees to maybe work with Zach T. He says, you have to be underneath me. And I'm like, okay, you made up for it. Because <laughs> that out of context is just as good. Oh, well, I think one of the best lines actually was uh, when t- I think it's in the towards the end of episode two where uh, Tendo calls Kagami Mackerel Man. Yes, it's beautiful. And like, I didn't compare the subs there. You know, it's, it's that one that one line. That's the only real comparing to the subs I did was that one line from Kagami because I accident I took a screenshot of that. I have some live blogging of Kabuto. And I took a screenshot of that to make a joke about it and then accidentally set it as my desktop wallpaper. <laughs> didn't, didn't change it for like a year and a half. Because I don't look at my desktop that often. Right. Uh, I, I run on a Mac, so I don't really have much reason to go to my desktop. So anytime that I would be at my desktop, I would suddenly be reminded that was my wallpaper and laugh too hard to want to change it. <laughs> 
So that's a line that I remember really specifically from the subs that I watched. It, it translates out to basically the same thing, but I was just a little disappointed because that line is hysterical out of context to me. Oh, and then uh, there was a line that made me a little uncomfortable because of when this would have had to have been dubbed. Um, when, oh, I know exactly which line you're talking about. Yeah, when they talk about when... Her name isn't Saori. What is it? Kiori. No, 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 not even her. The the Zek lady. Oh, Misaki. Misaki, there we go. She says that they'll have to kill Tendo, and then uh, Kagami responds with, do you remember? He, he, he kind of laughs it off at first, like, you can't do that, that's illegal. And then follows up with, this is Japan, not Afghanistan. Yeah, I was like, oh my and god, like, I cannot oh, believe they said weird. that. I'm like, that's not a thing you should have gone with. No, no, no. And I checked the I checked the subs there, and it was like in this day and age. Yeah. Um, and I didn't hear anything that would have sounded like I would assume in Japanese they call Afghanistan Afghanistan, but I don't know. Yeah, I I don't think that the actual line in the original in the original Japanese dialogue had him comparing Japan to to Afghanistan. I think it was more like that's that's not something we do. We don't murder people. And then they're just like, eh. Yeah, yeah, maybe we do. Maybe that is what we do. <laughs> we're a, a, a military organization in a common Rider series. Yeah, I'm pretty sure that's a thing we do. That's, yeah. that's basically what we're here for. I just think it's interesting because I know, um, at least I think I remember correctly, that Indonesia is like majority Muslim and just like, that's a really weird... That maybe is that's, weird. Maybe, but maybe it's like an insider thing like... Uh, like, hey, we can say this because we're a more sophisticated, according to us, nation, and... You know what I mean? Maybe. It's, that is just a really weird thing. So, anyway. Before we get into uh, awkward politics... Um, Though I, I do think it's very weird that in Ryder, all of these kind of quasi-government organizations tend to lean towards being very, very evil... We're in Super Sentai. They're not that ever. There are a lot of, like, quasi-government organizations, and they're all pretty decent and want to save the world from terrible things. That's a good point. I think that comes down to, like, I I always read a lot of it as, with with Sentai, that's Ishinomori having faith in the system, and (laughs) Ryder is what he did when it's like, nah, man, F the system. I'm so dying. And then it's like, I mean, okay, I know, well, I know, Ryder is Sentai. Okay, here. I know Ryder is also targeted toward a slightly older demographic, hmm. where like the eight to twelve, where I think Sentai is more like six to eight, like, and that that may have something to do with it, and with the overall kind of difference in tone that's hmm. generally between both of them. It, it's just a kind of a weird thing that I thought of when we were talking about like Zect is evil. Oh no! Wait. So, are, so is everyone except Kogami? Maybe. <laughs> then I'm like, oh well, like SGS and Scratch and uh, SPD. None of them really had any bad bad people in them. Hmm. Uh, and I mean, even going further back, I know there are more of them. Oh yeah, I mean, the Go Ranger. They were uh, Eagle. Yeah. You know, the first. They were an anti-terrorist yeah. organization. I know- like I know a lot of the first, the first good handful of them were all like government organizations, 
and then you get to like the 90s and that kind and then they're all kind of not so much they're all kind of like fantasy groups car, car fairies from space yeah good times <laughs> and then like in when you hit the early 2000s you kind of lean back towards that hmm. uh, I know like Time Ranger was an actual organization wasn't it I believe, there's, and that's, I think cops that's... in the, a thousand years in the future, who I assume must be existing alongside the Legion of Superheroes. <laughs> and then I, I think that's really where it starts to lean in more towards that, because uh, you have Time Ranger, uh, a couple that aren't, and then Decca Ranger. And then, uh, and then Go Busters. Uh, Go Busters, yeah. Uh, I mean, you have Decca Ranger, uh, Bokenger, Geki Ranger... Shinkenger, not quite, but sort of. Given sure. given the motif, yeah. Given the motif, you could kind of qualify it since they've been doing it since that era. Hmm. Um, and then, and then GoBusters. From there, you kind of skip another couple of years and then hit GoBusters. So do you? It's it's just an interesting difference. I like putting the two side by side and seeing really how different of an animal they are. And they they really are like they're very different animals, even though at their core they've they've clearly got a common ancestor. Right. Yeah. <laughs> uh, uh, like a turkey and a chicken, right? Yeah. Um. Okay. Um. Anyway, I was about to talk about chickens and how social they are, but never mind. You, nobody needs to hear that. <laughs> um, I love chickens. I'd listen to that. Well, apparently, um, in order to... Tune in next week for Chicken Cast. <laughs> to, to ward off danger while one is laying an egg, the others will make a lot of noise. To oh. be like, hey, don't mess with us! And uh, Chickens are great. Yeah. Um, so anyway, yes, next week on Chicken Cast... Uh, uh, okay, well, um, I think we're done then, yeah? Yeah, I think so. Okay. Well, it was a fun uh, discussion. Check out the dub if you can find it, people. It's yeah. a lot of fun. It is. It's a good time. Yeah, and, uh, the, the commonratorguide.weebly.com will lead you to the dub. Um, a nice, uh, a nice torrenty version of it, and, uh, in a couple hours I'll have that seeding, um, well, not fully, but anyway. If you're out there and you have the link, please uh, help me out, please. Uh, anyway, sorry. Uh, yeah, so, anyway, let's wrap this up before I ramble and ruin our pretty nice presentation that we've had thus far. Yeah. I'm going to go find that clip of Tendo speaking English. Oh, yeah, please do. I, I will get that for you guys because it is so unsettling. <laughs> um, time, time to dig into my Kabuto tag, which is... All, all of my common Rider tags and Sentai tags are a great place. Oh, I found it! Oh, awesome. Nice. I found it. It was not that far into my tag. <laughs> uh, okay, so, um, the two of you, would you like to say where you can be found on the net? Um, you can find me at uh, kaiju versus giant robots versus me dot tumblr dot com and at needs more aleph on twitter dot com. Uh, if you try to contact me there. Please have a Twitter that is obviously used by a human. If you look like a robot, I'm going to block you. It's just a thing. 
I didn't realize that was you on Tumblr. I will try and remember that. <laughs> yeah, I, I, yeah. I, just, I never knew who that was. I don't know who a lot of people are on Tumblr. <laughs> yeah, well, I, I'm very secret. I don't make a big thing. I, I see a lot of names, and I, I don't know who, who is anyone unless it's someone I've been talking to for, like, four years. Understand. Um, I can be found both on Tumblr and Twitter at Mama Fries Meal. Uh, I can also be found on Twitter at Sono Your Face. Uh, Sono Your Face is more of my art Twitter, but you can find me at either. I'll communicate with you on either. I don't really care. Uh, by the way, your story about where the uh, the origin of Mama Fries Mill is fantastic. That is that is my favorite story. That is right when I came into the fandom. <laughs> so that happened immediately after I got into Common Rider. Yeah. Anybody check it out? It's it's on your Tumblr, yeah. Somewhere, uh, ask blogging is my is my ask tag, and it's in there somewhere. Because okay. occasionally people will ask me, or it, it comes up sometimes in a meme. I wish I could find the original picture. I can't find it anymore. Oh, that's too bad. It's a tragedy because it's so cute. I'm like, this is me. <laughs> I am the potato mom. It's <laughs> oh, so great. Uh, yeah, and then, um, for me, uh, of course, uh, at UncommonRx, you can just get me there. Um, also at Trial of Heroes, which, uh, working on bolstering that Trial of Heroes, uh, network thing, but, uh, you know, it'll happen soon. Um, probably gonna do a Patreon pretty darn soon, too, start that up, because I'm, I've been looking at our, our subscribers, and, um, there's gotta be some... Uh, what, like, Venn diagram style overlap. But, um, we have, like, a pretty good amount of followers on Moonspeak and then pretty decent amounts on the other, uh, on the other shows, too. So, um, I think it's about time. So you yeah. can look forward to, um, some fun things coming from us with that. Anyway, details to come on that later. Yeah. I dropped you guys the link to the video. Definitely watch it. It's amazing link that for for our visitors. I think it's upload the video itself is uploaded directly to Tumblr. I'm not sure. Okay. Yeah. Uh, I can I could try and find a YouTube okay. clip. I'm no, sure it's, it's good that there. it's on Tumblr because then it's like uh it's gonna stick, you know? Um Yeah. I, I don't know if you can like link the Tumblr link videos. The post, for sure. And then we'll we'll see from okay. there. But I might be able to embed it. We'll see. Try and find it on YouTube anyway, just for ease of embedding, and then we can link to this one in case that goes okay. down. Uh, all right, and while you're uh, while you're finishing that up, I'll just go ahead and let everybody know that uh, if you want to contact us all together, you can either do that just at UncommonRx on Twitter, or you can leave a link there, message in our inbox, which is uncommoncastrx.gmail.com. I don't have a writer jump one yet because um, it's a lot to manage. Anyway. Um, please feel free to submit topic ideas for future episodes of Writer Jump by appending hashtag Writer Jump to your submissions or placing it in the subject line. <laughs>